self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing we are a conversation con artist what's going on it's your boy mr on point and i am calamity red and we are conversation con artists back for another episode Chase a chick, never chase a bitch. Mask on, fucking mask off. Mask on, fucking mask off. Percocet, Molly Percocet. Chase a chick, never chase a bitch. That shit was brought to you by me watching viral videos. This nigga would not stop humming this shit. With mask off in the background because the, the viral videos are hilarious. They are hilarious. I don't like the song. I don't but either. I, I, I didn't even know the song. I just kept seeing all these videos of like people screaming and somebody rapping about Molly's and Perkins. I was like, what is that? Because most of you don't do what you just did. Most of the time it's that, ooh, they doing that stupid ass noise. I'm like, what is, I kept seeing the videos. I didn't know it was a real song, but and that they were supposed to be emulating a flute. <laughs> I did not Mm-mm. know. So that was our version of the mask off challenge. So I apologize for that, but there it is. <laughs> anyway, I need y'all to go check out the website, www.conversationconartist.com, where you can find our new episodes as well as the articles linked to them, our old episodes. And if you hover over to the left, you can leave us some mail feedback where you can either give us some kind of information, feedback, questions, or subscribe to our newsletter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on the point. And I can be found at red underscore calamity on Twitter and Instagram as well. Also, we are still doing the listener letter portion of the show. So if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the website or you can send it into our Gmail account, which is conversation card artist with an S at gmail.com. And this week, the question is not a relationship question. It is what is a TV series that you have seen every episode of? Oh, Scrubs, Rick and Morty. Okay. I got to keep thinking. Rick and Morty, King of the Hill. Oh, Lord. <laughs> King of the Hill. She watched King of the Hill constantly. I love it. There is an 80% chance that you're going to walk into her house and King of the Hill is playing a, a 10-10 split on ID channel and YouTube. Yes. That's pretty much my life in a nutshell. I don't know if that's good or bad, but yeah. Daria, I have the full complete set. I've seen all the Daria episodes and I've watched both of the movies. I've seen Point of Interest. And that's my show. Person. Person of interest. Person of interest. Did I say point of interest? You said point of interest. Person of interest. <laughs> my bad. I would be excited about a show I don't know the name of. I used to could say Family Guy, but I haven't watched this last few seasons, so I'm behind. Does it have to be a complete show or can it be all of the episodes of a show that are currently I mean it could be all of the episodes that's currently out okay so the magicians I'm just now starting that shit and it's amazing I like it I like the little the nerdy guy the guy that like got into the school like I like him yeah yeah I like him he's the he ain't nothing special about him though that's why I like him because he plain as fuck but see I like shows that have like a character catalyst that somehow is going to shock everybody somehow that's well, what anime does maybe you know, anime he was 
will eventually get. He's you know flexing his 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 magician powers. They don't wait two seasons in to do that. <laughs> I think he's just. Well, they, ain't that what they did on Supernatural with Dean? Supernatural, they they waited a different. long ass time that's to like different. let everybody know what was special about him. That's different. How is it different? Because you're dealing with supernatural stuff. Not that's a like, magician. This they got powers and shit. No, you're dealing with like ghosts, like the supernatural, not like shit that ain't natural. Like <laughs> supernatural, when in the context of that show, ghosts, demons, angels, spirits, yeah. genies, like. You can inherit powers in that show and things can possess you and it's so many different other ways in that show that you can come to have things. And this show, the context of it is, hey, this is a magical, fantastic school where everybody who gets accepted has some kind of magical abilities. Two seasons in, the only thing we know about Quentin is that he can read. <laughs> is all I'm saying. <laughs> so if he gets some more greater shit than that, I'm all for it. But like, if you're waiting two seasons in to do that, I feel like they're changing the story for it. Oh. You know what I'm saying? I still like it. It's cool. So let's go with anime. We got Assassination Classroom. We got... I've seen all of One Punch Man. That's the only anime i We got I've One watched. Punch Man. <laughs> we have Tokyo Ghoul. We have Bleach. Those are the shows that I completed with that. I'm what trying to... Oh, Lethal Weapon. The new Lethal Weapon. I really, really like that show. Like... I'm not really fond of Damon Wayans' character as I wasn't really fond of Danny Glover's oh, yeah. character, you know, because he was just so uptight. He's a straight-laced character. Yeah, uptight, straight-laced, by-the-book type yeah. guy. And then you got this unhinged dude on the other side. <laughs> For me, the story is truly following the unhinged guy. Yeah. And it's they capture it very well. And the show, the action components of the show, which you would expect from the character that's unhinged like that. Mm -hmm. It comes in the sense of he do real crazy. I don't expect this to happen stuff. And I think the value of the show for me is it's a lot of times where Damon Wayne's character, he follows along with it too. It's like the, the, um, the unhinged guy. I don't know that. I can't remember their names. Riggs and Murtaugh, but I can't remember which one is which. And I don't want to say the white dude. So, but the unhinged one, he seems to have this charisma that I draws think the everybody. White in. guys, Riggs, isn't he? I don't. I think. I, I think. I think the white guys, Riggs. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. The white guys, Riggs. So I think. So Riggs has this charisma about the show that draws people in. Mm -hmm. You know, either to help him or either to follow him when he's doing crazy stuff. But I just like how they telling the story. It's really good. It looked like they finna go into some different stuff in the show, but I like that show. Let me see. Uh. People of Earth. It's a show about this alien support group mm -hmm. in this town where people have notably, supposedly been abducted by aliens. Mm -hmm. And so this journalist goes to do a story on this support group. And he kind of really rides them off as a bunch of kooks. Mm -hmm. And so when he's leaving the town, turns out he got abducted by aliens. <laughs> but he don't remember really. He just having these flashbacks of scenes and then he go to the group to let them know and they can tell he been abducted by aliens and so he turns out to be start being, being a member of the group. The arc of the show is a surprise though. I'm not going to give a spoiler alert but it's a good show. I like it. Is it a comedy? Yes. Okay. And it, but the, it's very subtle humor. 
I like subtle humor. It's a though. bunch of offbeat characters put together that are expected to be kind of kooky mm-hmm. because don't nobody in the town believe them. Everybody think they're kind of crazy. Yeah. So in a way, all of them are kind of a little bit crazy, you know, because it's the extreme personalities that experience those kind of things, supposedly. But that's I started a good show. watching Silicon Valley. I haven't watched all of it because it's is. like it comes on stars. It's like, um, have you ever watched? Oh, what is that show with them? Workaholics. I've I've seen like clips and gifs, but I haven't seen. It's them. like a very much more toned down version of Workaholics. It's a bunch of computer geeks that work in Silicon Valley, and one of them comes up with this algorithm that allows you to decompress like files at like an exponentially faster uh, rate than what has previously been done and so the company that he worked for at first was just going to offer him like three million three million dollars just to give it to him and then he was also being courted by this other company that said i will give you i think they said like two hundred thousand dollars for like five percent and he was like, I have an offer for $3 million. He was like, yeah, but I'm also giving you control of your company, and I'm only taking 5%. So it's just them, like, trying to figure out. They're all geeks and, like, not sure of themselves. And so him and his friends trying to build this company, and they keep running all kind of problems. It's a lot more a tame version of workaholics. Workaholics, they be smoking weed and doing all kind of fuck shit. Um but they're they're misfits the same way that the the men in workaholics is. So, I've seen the OA, which after I finished watching it, I went straight to Google and I put these exact words in. What the fuck is the OA? I don't know what the hell I watched. <laughs> I really don't. I didn't watch it after you told me that. So. And I stuck with it because I was like, you know what? Everybody is talking about it. It's basically about angels somehow. And it leaves you with a cliffhanger. What's the name of those kind of endings like at the end of uh, the dream movie? The dream movie? Yeah, with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, uh, In- Inception. Inception. What is the name of those movies where they leave you with a cliffhanger? Where you have to try to figure it out for yourself or just Yeah, for like yourself. it leaves you with one of those like cliffhanger type ideological what did I experience? Yeah, because Inception, it was, was he awake or was he not? Because the top was spinning. Exactly. Ended, yeah. So that was weird. If you get into it, you need to go read some reviews before you get into it. Because <laughs> otherwise, you're going to think it was a waste of time, potentially, maybe like I did. Um, I've seen all of Sailor Moon. Does that count as? Yeah. What is Sailor Moon? you seen all of it. No, but what is What genre would Sailor Anime? Moon? Anime. Okay. I do like anime there because I, I was a Sailor Moon. You like anime anyway. One Punch Man. You just got to find it. <laughs> I did like Sailor Moon and I've seen all the Sailor Moon. Tuxedo Man. I think you should watch Psychopaths. I've also seen all of that. What is that? Psychopaths is a show about a world in which they've created a machine that you can point at people and determine whether they're psychologically uh, you healthy or not. tell me about this. Yeah, yeah. You tell me about this. And yeah. when you point the machine at them, if they're psychologically unhealthy, it says capture them. They need counseling. If it deems that they are too psychologically gone, like a rapist or a murderer or somebody that's psychotic, when you shoot the gun at them, it's going to kill them. Shit. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> and so the show is about challenging a system. The catalyst of the show 
is a, a, a police detective that really is skeptical of a system that gets to determine that. And the protagonist of the show is a bad guy who tries to show the flaws in how that system can mess up because he like manipulated the system and they, they started killing regular people by yeah. accident. So it was just challenging the whole system of that. But it's a show about, you know, psychological well-being that they put action components into. So for therapists, not like that'll be a that's a cool show to watch. Huh. I really kinda need to watch it again. But also uh Daredevil season one and two, Luke Cage. Uh I, I have not seen Iron Fist because people were kind of you know down talking for a while. Yeah. I didn't finish Jessica Jones. I will barrel through these things before <laughs> the Defenders comes out. And the Punisher, I've been seeing pictures of him, but the Punisher in Daredevil season two, mm-hmm. like he played the hell out of that role. I am looking forward to seeing the Punisher season two, but also what I'm what I'm about to start watching is Dear White People. Oh yeah, I gotta. I've just that. been seeing positive things about yeah. it. It just released, so I, I really want to get into that. Yeah, I need to watch that. Somebody asked me about that this weekend. I was like, not yet. I gotta watch it though. I know I'm missing a bunch of shows in this. I list. mean, I, it could go on forever. I think maybe that was just an idea of the kind of shit yeah. we watch. Um, if you have a question that you would like for us to answer on the show, you can send it in through the website or you can send it in through our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. I have like I have a uh, something I want to say before we get into like our stories. Mm-hmm. Like so I went with my friend uh on Saturday for him to get his tattoo and we were in the parlor and they had like a TV on. And I don't know what movie this was. I wish I knew because this is the coldest fucking answer to I love you do you love me that I've ever heard like apparently this guy and actually it was um what's the the guy that like cursed off cursed out the people on set was it Christian Bale Christian Bale Christian yeah. Bale is in the movie I don't know what what movie it was but Apparently he got something going on and like his wife, he ain't being honest with her. And she was like, you know, I just need you to be honest with me. I just need you to tell me what's going on. And she crying and, and all of this. And she was like, you know, I just need you to let me in. So then she looks at him, tears in her eyes. And she says, do you love me? <laughs> do you know what this nigga said? What did he say? This nigga looked at her and said, not today. Damn. I know that was my response. I'm sitting in there and out loud, I was like, damn. And then everybody started laughing because they were thinking the same shit. Because it was cold as fuck. Like, she's sitting there crying and she's like, do you love me? He was just like, not today. I was like, that is some cold ass shit. That's, that's fucked up. It is. I was totally not expecting. Because, you know, usually when you have a scene like that and, and you have a woman that says that, the guy's like, of course I do, or like something to that effect. So I was totally not expecting this motherfucker to say, not today. So what do you do if a man tell you that one day? I don't know. What do you do? Like, <laughs> clearly you're deep in love with this person. And clearly they fucking up some way. <laughs> now, cl- but for your sake, they not fucking up to the point that you'll leave them. They but, ain't cheating. Oh, I'm gonna leave the... after you said that. No, that's today. what I'm asking you. I'm asking oh, you, yeah, what you no. What are we gonna go after this? You didn't look me. I'm crying, which I don't even cry a lot. So, like, that would be huge. I'm sitting here crying. You look at me and said, Not today. <laughs> Nigga, what? No. Mm-mm. <laughs> what do you do after that? What is the response to that? I wouldn't even know how to respond to that. Not today. What you mean, not today? What? Like. <laughs> I would not know what to say to that. 
because it would be totally unexpected because who the fuck says that like everybody in that was watching it was just like what like you were it was so unexpected for him to be like not today and he said it was such a straight ass face like not today and she's just like (laughs) crying because what what are you gonna say what are you gonna say after that then they cut to something else because Mm -hmm. What are you supposed to say? I don't. It ain't nothing to say. Shit, you just walk. So is that something you leave, or is that something you can be like? Well, I hope they love me tomorrow. Uh, uh-uh, ain't no. Mm-mm. Cause you know what? Even when I'm fucking up, you should still love me. If you love me, you might not like me in that moment. But if I say, "Do you love me?" and your answer is anything but yeah, we got a problem. Not today. That's some cold ass shit. This nigga just not today. Straight face. He wasn't emotional. <laughs> no, he was just not today. Well, I guess you know who the hell you married <laughs> at that point in time. I, I feel like it's like a super. I gotta look it up. I feel like it was like a supernatural movie, and maybe he was like a. Cause she kept saying, "I know what you are," and I came in on it, you know, in the midst of the fucking movie. So I have, I know Christian Bale. That Christian Bale was the motherfucker that said, "Not today." So I know he's in it, and I think um, Logan. What's the guy that plays Logan? Plays um, Logan from X Men. He mean plays Wolverine? Wolverine. His name Why did is you Logan. Say Logan and not I don't Wolverine. know because <laughs> old man Logan. That movie's out and that just <laughs> fucked with me. Wolverine. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman's in it too. I don't know what it is. It was just odd for you to say Logan. Logan. So I was trying to think of a fucking Logan outside of Wolverine, and I no, don't Wolverine. know. <laughs> okay, Wolverine. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I got to find that movie so I can watch the whole thing. I need some context. I need to understand why the fuck he was so cold. <laughs> Is it the prestige? Maybe. I don't. It could have been the prestige. Now that you say that, I feel like I remember. Uh, I remember him maybe in it when it advertised. If the two of them are in it and it's set in like the tw- like whatever. Like, it's the prestige. Okay. I got to watch that shit. Cause I need to know <laughs> what the fuck he got going on. And he looked at that bitch and said, uh, not today. Have you seen that movie? Mm-mm. Yeah, because Hugh Jackman is in it. Yeah. Okay. That's what it is. He I think it's him? a movie about uh it's a movie about like two magicians battling. I'm not even gonna act like I know what the hell it's about. I know I it's think about that's something. what it was presented at, but the way she said it is like he got something else going on. So maybe he's presenting himself as a magician and he's really not. I don't know. I gotta watch it now because I need some background as to why this motherfucker was like, not today. I wanna understand. The shit was crazy. So looking this up on Google, mm-hmm. I came across a joke that says, What do you call it when Batman skips church? Christian Bale. <laughs> <laughs> Whack, but funny. You know, it's the genre of them lame jokes, yes. dad jokes. Christian Bale. <laughs> oh anyway. my god! But yeah, so I just that was just so astounding, and I was so shocked because again, usually in a movie when somebody says, "Do you love me?" It's yes or of course or you know I do or not not. Today. Well, you know what? I think that's a setup question though. Like that's a setup question in a relationship. Why would you ever ask somebody, "Do you love me?" I mean, she was talking about. If you expect somebody (laughs) to always say yes, I do, you should never ask that question. You gotta know though. Maybe you don't. Shit. If I mean, maybe your answer is gonna be not no more. (laughs) It's my 
it's my belief that if you have to ask the question, you already know the answer. I feel like she did. She was like saying that she was going to take the kids and leave. And I guess his answer to this question was going to determine if she stayed. I don't really know. Again, I ain't got no background. I really don't know what the fuck was going on because we just came in when in the middle of this movie. And I just remember him being like, not today. Like, but you shit. Know, that goes into something that we don't have very much of anymore where like channel flipping mm -hmm. because of netflix because of hulu because of fire sticks because of amazon video because of all of these different formats you rarely run into yeah. like the middle of a movie yep. and not know what's going on you know what i'm saying like yeah. you pretty much choose whatever you want to go to and go to yep. it you kind of got to go into a tattoo shop that's watching movies <laughs> yep. to, to go into a middle of a movie. Like, what is this? I want to see the rest yep. of this movie. And now I got to watch The Prestige because I have got that. They're cold as fuck. I'm like, it was crazy. Like, everybody in the room was just like, shit. Nigga said not today. Goddamn. Like, it was crazy. So now I got to watch The Prestige. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. That'll be ladies, instead of King of the Hill. Ladies, men's. If you ever have to ask somebody, do you love me? You might as well be packing your shit today. Because yeah. they done done enough for you to feel like you need to ask that question. Don't ask it. And you definitely shouldn't ask it if you expect somebody to say yes all the time. Like if you You definitely don't expect them to say not today. <laughs> what the man, fuck? then you shouldn't be asking questions you don't want the answer to. That's what my mama always told me. Don't ask a question you if you ain't prepared for the answer, don't ask it. My brother and the answer said, may not always be what you want to hear. My brother said the same shit to my grandmama. My grandma was like, JD, do you smoke weed? <laughs> he said, he looked at dead and I said, Yep. <laughs> and he said, Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to, Granny. <laughs> she was like, Oh Lord. <laughs> Oh my God! Okay, um, let's just start with the fire festival. <laughs> All right, fire festival. So apparently, Ja Rule and a, a businessman got together and decided that they were going to put on a fest, a music festival like Coachella or any of these other music festivals. The tickets were quite expensive because it it was it in Bermuda or the Bahamas. It was like off a, a remote island off yeah. of one of those places. So people paid lots of money. Now, tickets were ranging from $4,000 yeah. up to $12,000 for a VIP and higher than that if you wanted a, like a yacht. Yeah. Like you could get a yacht. And people were paying yeah. all of this money they for were. this experience. So then some of the people got there. Cause not everybody even got a chance to go because like after after a while with all of the fuck shit that was going on playing the they were like we not taking no more people we just gonna give you your money back i would have preferred to be one of those people because the people who actually made it to the island got to the island and found that their luggage had been lost they got to the island and found out that all of the accommodies that they had accommodations that they had said that they were going to have for them were lies they had these raggedy ass tents with like mattresses on the they floor. were like uh <laughs> not fema camp tents but tents that the government had used yeah. for something at some point that's what i read it was. set them up i had um mattresses that got wet because it had rained like the night before everybody got there they did not have like facilities with water no sewage none of that they didn't they didn't have food for these people to eat like <laughs> it was fucking bad so bad that like after a while, they they stopped 
accepting planes in. So there's a video on Instagram of, of somebody recording the captain of the plane saying, we just got notification from the island. They're not taking any more people. So they, I would have preferred that. I would have preferred to be the motherfucker on the plane that was like, oh, we ain't, they ain't taking no more people. You got to get off the plane. Then I would have been the motherfucker that got there and had to live in these homeless ass tents for however the fuck long it took them to like work this shit out. It was terrible. It was terrible. So of course everybody was mad at Ja Rule because he the person, the more known of the two. And all of these memes and shit <laughs> been made, putting his face on Joey and the scammer, <laughs> scam these people out of their money and all of this shit. And Ja Rule like made a statement where he said, this ain't my fault, but I'm going to take responsibility. It's not my fault, but that ain't taking responsibility if you lead off with, it's not my fault. You're not taking responsibility. You can't say it ain't my fault, but I'm going to take responsibility. How can you say that? You're not taking responsibility. Because taking responsibility is correcting the problem. If he corrects the problem, if the steps he's taking moves into correcting the problem, then he has taken responsibility. He didn't correct the problem. The businessman said, now I don't know who corrected the problem, but the businessman was the one who said he went and tried to do everything that he could and that they were going to give everybody their money back. My thing is, shouldn't the campground, like, this should have been set up well before these people started flying in. Like, and you should have been prepared. Any kind of a tropical motherfucking place, it rains, motherfucker. Like, you should have been prepared for that. You shouldn't have been caught off by rain in a tropical, on an island. Like, what the fuck? It rains there. That's why it's tropical. Because there's a lot of moisture, a lot of rain. You should have been prepared. It's And then... Let's just not even talk about the tent. Let's say, you know, Mother Nature came in and stuck her foot up their ass and they, they didn't have no control over, like, the, the weather and the tents. They didn't have no food for these people. People were showing, posting pictures of these struggle meals that they were giving them that was literally bread, a slice of cheese, and some salad without dressing. Like, you didn't even have food. This was supposed to be luxury. Like, top of the line, everything. Like, yachts and, and, and filet mignon and all of this shit. And I got a slice of cheese and some bread these, and some salad. Without salad these motherfuckers dressing. got off the plane and walked into a fucked up childhood. <laughs> <laughs> Wet mattresses, feral dogs all around here, yes. sleeping outside, can't oh get a good God. meal, don't know where my clothes and shelter is. They walked off into a fucked up childhood. That's what they about, do. You you get off with this Louis Vuitton carry on <laughs> into this motherfucking bomb site. Like it was just terrible. I think the problem because I was reading about it. Oh, and they website. If you go to firefestival.com, <laughs> they website has the most watered down. Pity us, please, because we tried <laughs> version of a story of what happened. It has statements like. Uh, the infrastructure for a festival of this magnitude needed to be built from the ground up. Oh, we didn't prepare for that. <laughs> oh, the team was overwhelmed. <laughs> oh, everyone was concerned for our guest. Like, How it's a watered-down-ass version of everything that's going on. But I think what happened is they had this visionary idea that they was going to go to this remote island location that nobody ever goes to to have shows. Maybe it's the reason nobody ever goes to But that's what I'm that saying. There's a reason, yeah, nobody has had that idea and doesn't do that because they went to this place and it turns out the infrastructure in terms of sewage and water wasn't set up. 
And so instead of building on an already existing infrastructure, like when you go to places that have already have yeah. concerts, already mm-hmm. have these kind of festivals, everything is in place. All you got to do is hire people to be where they're going to be mm-hmm. at. But see, for this, so let's say Beyonce having a concert mm-hmm. at a place where people been having concerts for 20 years. Mm-hmm. It's people there. Yep. The system is set up. Yep. They can just move everything mm-hmm. where they need to. When you do this on an island <laughs> where you don't have people, where they don't <laughs> normally set up for these kind of things, where the infrastructure is not set up for a mass amount of people to come participate, this is what happens. They had this visionary idea that turned into fucking a, a privilege check on people with money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... Why would you if you're gonna spend you're gonna spend four thousand dollars on this shit, twelve thousand dollars to me you need that's a four thousand dollar lesson you need to learn. <laughs> Cause look, let me tell you so I could become a billionaire tomorrow. Okay. And it may be this may be my poor mentality, the fact that I was poor and then became rich and wasn't just born into riches. But I'm not gonna be the first motherfucker that try I'ma go to Coachella, I'm gonna go to these well established music festivals. Absolutely. Some shit called the Fire Festival that is his first year out and they thought it was a good idea to tag Ja Rule name to it. I'll wait till next year. Let me know how this shit goes for y'all motherfuckers and I'll get a yacht next year. But this year, mm-mm. Nope. I'ma let y'all go and be the test dummies. I'm not gonna be no. I'm not going to be the test subject for some shit. But see, that's like because of the magnitude of the event. Here in Birmingham, if they had some shit saying, hey, free ass food, hey, common, the roots, all your favorite people going to be here, hey, you know, you going to be able to Play different games. It just it and just that, sound amazing. That shit would be free. Then motherfucker pay four thousand to twelve. But what if it ain't free? What if it's just really cheap? Five ten dollars. And it's the first time, and it's in Birmingham. It's something. Listen, it's something that you or a whole bunch of other people will go to, giving it a shot. Apparently, a whole bunch of this fire festival was that thing. I'm just saying. First of all, I watched too much ID channel. I've watched too many like horror movies. To want to go on an island that ain't never been, ain't nobody ever been on it before. That don't sound appealing to me. That sounds scary as fuck. That sound like some um, deep blue sea. Uh, shit, it's a game called Dead Island out yeah, here. See, there ain't shit. nobody trying to do that shit. Because y'all gonna get on that island and the inhabitants of this island that's been inhabiting this shit that you didn't know about gonna come out and fuck everybody up. And I ain't, I'm too scary to do some shit. I'm not going to no island. I'm sorry. It's got surrounded by water. When shit get real, you just fucked up. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm sorry. That and don't sound appealing to my black ass. And you know what? Yeah, Ja Rule, why would you? <laughs> look, I'm going to tell you that look, this, this, this well, input. What do I do my baby? <laughs> this input is for Ja Rule, okay? <laughs> Next time you get ready to do something big like this, because nobody will ever fucking trust you again. Hell no. You need to first put your name as Jeffrey <laughs> on the fucking papers or whatever the documents, and you need to hire a black dude to represent you because you are never, ever nope. going to be able to use your face, nope. your name, nope. and especially not no fucking Ja Rule Hell no. because, one, it's a stupid name from the jump. Number two, it's a stupid name that got bullshit attached to it before this. Even before this, he had Damn. bullshit attached to his name. Damn, you got this damn... <laughs> Five festival shit attached to yourself. And this shit attached. Because you didn't fuck with the the motherfuckers with money. You didn't fuck up poor niggas like myself who might have paid like $40 for a ticket. You fucked over people who had $4,000 to $12,000 plus. 
to spend on a ticket to some shit. So they're not going to fuck with you no more after this. They don't trust you. My Louis Vuitton carry-all got fucked all up. Now I got to buy a new one. Because it wasn't anywhere for me to put it in the wet ass tent that I was seeing. Make me think of that that uh Dave Chappelle special. Where he be like, Who who the fuck gives who gives a fuck what Ja Rule thinks at a time like this? <laughs> Fucking everybody in this context. <laughs> everybody gives a fuck. <laughs> What say that. He just fucking said that on these specials that came out, and now motherfucker signing up for a, a Ja Rule event, an event yeah. that thought it was a good idea to put Ja Rule's name on it. It was a bad idea. It was a bad idea, and it was a really terrible idea for Ja because you already was out here in these streets looking real sad. Now, I mean, I don't know what you're gonna do because rapping is out, event planning is out. I don't know what he gonna do now. What's that gonna happen? I don't know. Go get a job at KFC. If I go and and go through the drive through at KFC and hear that raspy ass voice, that would be so fucking funny. It would be. It would be hilarious. I don't know. Okay, so President Obama is doing a speech, a four hundred four hundred thousand dollar speech on Wall Street. Yeah, and. People are angry. Yeah. People are angry about mm-hmm. President Obama about to do this four hundred thousand yep. dollars speech. What you think? They can suck a dick. <laughs> it's like that. Yes, it is. Because your current president is out here running to play golf every fucking week, and it's costing billions of dollars in like fucking security. So yeah, they can kiss my ass talking about Obama in this four hundred thousand know dollars speech. I don't know the comedian's name who just did the White House Correspondents Dinner. Which Donald Trump and none of his administration because showed up to. Of course not. He said that we should be happy that Donald Trump is going to play golf because when he's doing that shit, he is not presidenting. <laughs> <laughs> as much shit as he can do without making presidential decisions, he need to be doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> so go play more golf, Donald Trump. Like play golf oh, he 24 hours out of the way. day. He look every week. He out here playing golf. Costing us lots of money because he got to have Secret Service with him. So I'm kind of torn on the speech thing as it pertains to President Obama. Should he have just done it for free? No, 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 no. It's encompassing of a much larger problem. Now, I'm with Trevor Noah. He was the first black president. He do not need to be the first black president that turned down money for speeches after he leave office. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Nope. Like, get that money, Barack Obama. <laughs> Every single angle that the oppor- the Republicans had an opportunity to, they obstructed yeah. him at every single move. Now, it's the same thing that the Democrats are currently doing to the Republicans. They're not doing a good job of it, though. The Republicans did a much better job. No, 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 no. Obama, President Obama did a lot of shit his first 100 days. Because the first 100 days is when you can use executive order. Mm-hmm. After that hundred days, you can't use it no more. That's why they were rushing to do so much shit. Because now, this when the real obstruction comes into play. Like you can't stop a president for enacting those executive orders in that first hundred days. But they did because <laughs> they were found to be unconstitutional. No, they didn't because they wouldn't. He wouldn't have been able to get the uh, Affordable Health Care Act imposed. Not all of them, but to, like the travel ban, he tried to do the executive order for that, and that was ruled unconstitutional. He twice. Oh, you're talking about from Donald Trump's side? Donald Trump's side. No, yeah, I'm talking oh, about yeah. Donald Trump. They ain't got shit well, down in the Everything days. President Obama tried to do actually made sense. <laughs> the shit Donald Trump trying to do is just to try to appeal to this this base that he got because he said, I'm going to do all this shit. Did he say, did you read that AP 
uh, the transcript from that interview, Mm-mm. I really believe he's at the beginning stages of dementia. And I'm going to be on record because when it come out, I want y'all to be like, Red Show said that man had dementia. It's more than him just not answering questions. It's, I just, I, it, this is how my grandmother started out. It, it's where you ask a question and they start answering and you just be like, how the fuck we even get here? Like, what are we even talking about? I asked you about growing up and now we somehow didn't got on like what what's a good quality turn up. I don't understand how we got here. That is and I, I I don't think it's just him trying to avoid answering the questions. I really think he just loses track and just start talking about whatever the fuck. Like I wanna be on record saying I think that Donald Trump is in the beginning stages of dementia. So the first part of me is like, you know, get that money, Barry. Do your thing, you know. You serve the country. Go do whatever the hell you want, including making that money. Now he's supposed to be going to Wall Street talking about health care. I don't know what the context of that speech is. Could be good, could be bad. But the problem is the overarching issue of lobbying in politics. If every single politician knows that once they leave office, they can go do. Ten four hundred thousand dollars speeches a year. How cozy are these businesses and corporations going to be trying to get to that administration? It ain't just about President Obama. It's about the whole genre of lobbying as it pertains to Washington. But he's and that's, not the only one. I know, I know, and that's why I'm, that. that's why, why part of me is saying that he shouldn't be the first one nope. to have to sacrifice for it. No, nope. but this is a. Big ticket speech. $400,000 is a lot it for is. a speech, even in the context of people that do it. My whole ide- ideals have been about getting that lobbying out of Washington and getting that money away. So under the umbrella of how I feel about that stuff, I can't fully agree with President Obama taking $400,000 because let's say, and I'm making this up on, on point, um, which is right now, if 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 you got friends mm-hmm. and you're objectively trying to show all of your friends that they are all equal, mm-hmm. but you're amazing. Like you're fucking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And your friends all want to be number one. All of your friends are going to be trying to show you out. Now, if you got one friend that's wealthy and every time you go over their house, it happened to be a thousand dollars in a gold line case for you. <laughs> then you might be inclined to call that friend a little bit more. You might be inclined to text that friend a little bit more. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you definitely going to be inclined to gravitate towards that friend. And I think that's the context of lobbying. And it's not only the politician because I'm not, I don't think President Obama would do shit in office that would represent, and I don't think he did shit in office that would represent cozying up to corporations. Mm-hmm. You know, even though, you know, a lot of people consider him corporation friendly. But when you think about a Donald Trump, when you think about a George Bush, when you think about all the people in this cabinet, imagine what these corporations are going to be willing to invest in these next four to eight years to try to imagine how many of them going to say in a private meeting, hey, you know, if you're thinking about a job after you leave the White House, we got a job for you. We can give you one hundred thousand dollars a year to be like a, a correspondent. You work 20 hours a week. You know, you take vacations, you get access to the private jet. We just need you to kind of be a little bit lenient on this kind of legislation. But you don't think that shit already happens? I think it happens exclusively in Washington. Yeah. And I'm saying I, I have a problem with anybody does it. How do you control that, though? 
by saying they can't take any engagement? Like, how would you? That's what Donald Trump has proposed. One of the only parts of the legislation that he's done that I think has some value to it. First off, his nobody in his administration can you know work for a lobbying group five years after mm-hmm. they leave. You know that don't mention speeches or anything. But like, if you told all these people in Washington, hey. You can't do these things after, mm-hmm. you know, like you can't accept money from any foreign governments after you work a government position. That's what's going on with Michael Flynn. After you work a government position, you can't accept money from foreign governments. Like that's, those are important things to know. When you've been in a position to have secrets, it's going to look real funny if you're working for somebody in another government, yep. you know? That's the so, whole reason why this administration is in trouble right now. So that rule is a national security rule, but as it pertains to how much money is in Washington and how much money these corporations are willing to put into Washington to get the outcome that they want, it just looked bad for President Obama to take $400,000 and give it to Wall Street, even though he's been talking shit about Wall Street for eight years. But the thing is, and I'm going to give this to him, we don't know what company is giving him Mm $400,000. We don't know what that company does. I mean, clearly, it ain't Goldman Sachs. It (laughs) might be somebody that is actually seeking to try to find a better way to help healthcare. Mm-hmm. We don't know, but it still don't really look good in that context of there's somebody willing to give a freshly gone president $400,000 and he going to do it, you know? And so I think it sets a bad precedent for future administrations and what business is going to be able to say. I mean, part of it, I feel like, I feel like he was offered it. I think Donald Trump is helping him and being offered like more money than the average even president would have been. Look at what you got to get. And, and, and from my perspective, $400,000, that a Barack Obama speech is worth that. Uh, to me, it is, The too. brother can speak. He can, uh, his ass <laughs> off. He speaks with passion, and he speaks with intent. He's so eloquent. Yeah, and, he mean what he say. Yeah, it's you amazing. Know? You I like read that. his speech and be like, yes, I'm going to fucking do something. A president <laughs> Obama's speech is worth $400,000, and so that's why the dilemma between me comes into play. Should you just accept the list just because, you know, if somebody is willing to pay you that much. And you're worth He's absolutely worth it. Yeah. 100%. And you're worth it. And they will pay you for it. Usually when they will pay you for it, then you know that's what your worth is. Yeah. You know, why would you not take it? Just on the principle base of idea. He done his job for the country. He did. And they were ungrateful as a motherfucker the whole eight years. <laughs> so in that vein, look, President Obama, get your money. But what's expected probably is for him to do something that's very, very charitable after that. Like Van Jones on CNN, which I used to like Van Jones, but I think he's more an acquired taste like, you know, asparagus. <laughs> but asparagus is delicious to asparagus me. Asparagus is delicious. In the context of a lot of people, a lot of people don't fuck with asparagus like that. How can they not? What it's about delicious. Brussels sprouts? Hell no. He's like Brussels sprouts. All right. Fuck that shit. Van Jones is Brussels sprouts of CNN. Not going to eat that. But... He said that he should have done like a poverty tour before he did something like this. Yeah, and it's like, I just don't understand why we put so such drastic expectations on the president, ex-president uh, of America, the United States of America. Chase a check, never chase a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he got his woman. I ain't going to say bitch in response. In, oh, because uh, she, I would never Obama. use bitch in, in, in talking about her. Uh, bitches in like this country, bitches in these motherfuckers out here that's, don't chase them by giving them what they want. If you he worth four hundred thousand dollars, so chase that check. Fuck these bitches out here. They can suck a dick. And at the end of the day, <laughs> is President Obama? 
Damn, I keep saying President Obama. I want to say it. You know why? Because you want that. <laughs> is he considered a private citizen now? Like, Are they ever private citizens again? Because they have to have secret service for the rest of their know. life. Because so a part that. of me want to say, nigga, if you can get a job as the CEO of Goldman Sachs, get that shit. <laughs> Go do what you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's still going to look bad, but hey, do whatever the hell you want. Well, he, he spent look, eight years doing shit for everybody else. And whatever he does is going to be scrutinized, like, regardless. Yeah. It's going to always be, well, he should have done this. Why he didn't do that? Like, that's... At this point, I feel like he really need to just do what the fuck he want. Because he's really not been able to do that shit for the last eight years. And he looks so much younger and happier now that he ain't got that fucking weight on his shoulders no more. So good for you, Barry. Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, Okay. So as you all know, I'm natural. And I love it for numerous reasons. One of the main reasons that I love being natural is that I don't have to go sit in nobody's motherfucking shop. For all of you ladies listening that like to sit in the shop, no shade do you. But for me, spending an entire Saturday in a, a chair for a motherfucker to give me a washing set is ridiculous. And I got tired of that shit. I would get so angry. And most of the time, it's because you didn't schedule too many heads. So then you think you going to do mine, set mine, and then put me under the dryer while you do this other bitch shit. Dryer bending went off. 40 minutes ago, I'm still sitting here waiting for you to get back to me. And so you end up spending way more time. And it's annoying. Now, I've never been annoyed, as this mom was, about her son getting his haircut. So a mom took her son to get his haircut, and it was taking a little while. Now, I ain't never been in a barbershop, but I could imagine that it's similar to a, a salon. Maybe not as long since y'all don't have as much hair. But, like, I feel like you probably got a little bit of a wait time when you go. Well, it's normally more people waiting because there aren't appointments. Mm-hmm. And so, like, with the salon, you get an appointment. Don't make no difference. I know. Yeah. I know. And you still end up waiting. <laughs> in a barbershop, yeah. you pretty much walk in, and it's... It's going to take 25, 30 minutes to get a haircut, but when you got five people in front of you, yeah. you got a situation. Well, his mama was not here for that shit. And because the barber would not like hurry things along and get to her son, she pulled out her gun and told him she got two clips <laughs> if he don't get to her son's head. Now, was that a little bit over the top? Absolutely. A little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. No, that's extremely <laughs> fucking over the top. <laughs> she pulled a gun out and showed him the clips. Um, and you know what? They still cut her son hair. I would have told her, you don't get your crazy ass out of here. I ain't cutting shit now. Out. Bye. <laughs> I would have put her Most out. Most black barbershops in the hood. Everybody so, in there was carrying their pistol. Wasn't nobody pulling it out on you talking about I got two clips for you. Wasn't nobody threat. It's one thing for y'all to all have it in your, your concealed. It's another for a motherfucker to be waving it at you. <laughs> I'm just mentioning that to say how nonchalant <laughs> people in the hood are when it comes to having guns pulled on them. That's like, fucking crazy. It's, just, it's not a big deal. I mean, like, in a white barbershop, they'll be like, leave here now. We're not finishing this haircut. You have obstructed business today. We're going to call the police if you don't get out of here now. But in the in the hood, they be like, okay, mama, chill. Let me finish this fade, though. I would have fucked that boy hair up. Had that boy with a bowl out here. Then she would have filled you with, no, because at this point, maybe she's going to use the gun. Like, I just... 
first of all i don't do guns but i come from a family of people that do and my daddy always told us you don't point a gun at nobody that you ain't prepared to use it on you don't do that you don't just be pointing guns at folks so you don't get mad because you waited that again i understand i hate waiting i really and that's another reason why because like everybody's like well why don't you go get a blowout like look go go get it perfect it'll last longer than if you than if you flat out it but guess what when I flat out of my own hair, I know it's going to take about two and a half hours because I got a lot of hair. But I, I can set my clock to that because I'm doing the shit. If I go get a blow out of the salon, I'm going to be there all goddamn day. And I don't have a Saturday to give to that. It's stupid. Now, for some women, getting their hair done is this amazing thing and they love it. They go get tracks and shit done every two weeks and all of this shit. And again, no shade to you, do you, boo-boo. But... I'm not finna do that shit. It's too much. And I get angry. I The last time I went to a salon, I was there getting my hair done. Some other stylist came in with an attitude talking about, you ain't giving me no clients. Da, 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 da. Now, the girl was that was doing my hair was the owner. Instead of the owner being like, this is a business. I'm doing business. If you have some grievances, you need to come back after hours so we can discuss it. This bitch stopped doing my hair to go have a come to Jesus meeting with this heifer. I'm just sitting there like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm paying you to do my hair and now I got to sit here while you go have a conversation with this motherfucker that ain't got nothing to do with my hair or anything. She ain't even working today. So after that, I was like, no. I was still getting perms at the time. I was just like, I just had to perm my own hair. If the shit fall out, it just falls the fuck out. Cause well, this is not something I'm gonna do again. A lot of barbershop and salon culture is like being able to have dialogue in a context where you don't get to usually have dialogues with a random I got diverse friends. range of groups. Well, I'm not talking about for you. <laughs> I'm talking about for the people that participate yeah. in that culture. Like they go there for the dialogue, the conversation. And the last time I went to the barbershop. I, I just ain't heard so many dumbass, <laughs> uninteresting, irrelevant opinions about shit in my yeah. life. And I feel like I was too smart <laughs> to be where I was at. That's not to say that every single barbershop is like that. I'm yeah. pretty sure there's some geniuses out here cutting hair. Yeah. But the barbershop I went to, one, let me tell y'all this story. I was new to Birmingham, and I was new to going bald. Okay, <laughs> I still, if I let my hair grow out for a while, you can still cut it to where it blends in well and it look like I got to just low all around mm. haircut. I go to this barbershop and it's it's a dude with like six people waiting for him, right? Mm -hmm. Six people waiting. I don't want to wait. It's another dude sitting in the back room. They said, we got a bar. We got seats available. I should have known right then at that moment. Because don't nobody want this nigga. Exactly. I should have <laughs> known at that moment. Either this dude is fantastic, who they wait for, or this other dude is shit. I put my money on this dude just being fantastic and the other dude being at least moderately all right. He was horrible. <laughs> I, yeah. He fucked up my hair. He fucked up my mustache and my beard. <laughs> And you know what? That wasn't the last straw of going to haircuts. That was me saying, I'm not fucking ever going back to that barbershop because that dude who is fantastic set my ass up. He knew. He know good and damn well that dude don't need to be nowhere damn cutting hair. That why he sitting in the back. You know what I'm saying? His damn cousin done got a job because I own a shop and I'm good at this shit. But if you can hold clippers, you can get a job. That just messed me up. But what really stopped me from going to get haircuts and starting cutting my own hair even at that same phase, like before I went bald, mm -hmm. was they don't cut 
hair on Mondays in Birmingham here. Yeah. I don't know if that's a universal barbershop principle, but yeah. Mondays, every barbershop was closed. And it just so turns out that I went to go get my hair cut on Mondays when I lived in another city where they cut hair on Mondays. In Montgomery, the salons were closed on Mondays. Like, you weren't going to get your hair done on a Monday. I could get my hair cut on Mondays in Montgomery. Um, and maybe the barbershop I went to just did, just had different standards. Yeah. But when I came here, nobody does it. So I just started cutting my own hair, and it, it turned into a thing. It's cool. Yeah. And I I know that, like, the natural hair movement is a is rooted in a whole bunch of, you know, our cultural beauty mm-hmm. standards and what has been acceptable mm-hmm. for women and stuff. So mm-hmm. I definitely don't fit into that. Mm-hmm. But this fucking beard is not, like, I understand to a degree how difficult it is to maintain shit on top of your head. Oh, yeah, it's fucking terrible. Like, I have the option at least. Like, men are expected to have beards, Mm -hmm. and it don't really matter what my beard has looked like over the course of history. Ain't nobody ever told me I can't do shit Mm -hmm. because I got a beard unless they had stringent beard standards. Like, Red Lobster had, when I worked there, they had real stringent beard standards because I was me. They never told me to cut my beard. So it's like I just had a big beard running around that thing and nobody really cared. But I know I don't I'm not a part of that stuff, but with my beard, like I it, it takes a lot. And I could just cut my beard off when I get ready. Like you could cut your hair off I when you get ready, but off. every woman ain't finna cut their hair off no. because they got natural hair. So And I mean, as far as and I I mean my mom just cut her hair and what I told her is because she's like, Oh, it's so much it's only so much in the beginning. After you figure out your hair and what works, it don't. Like, I, my washing goals don't take me long at all now because I figured out the quickest and easiest way to do them. So, and regardless of how long it may take me to do a particular style of my natural hair, it ain't got shit on going and sitting in somebody's shop all day. And it literally is all day. Like, it's literally all day. And I'm just, I am never, and it may be because I grew up with three brothers, I just ain't never been the kind of person that liked that kind of shit. I don't want to go to the nail shop. I don't want to go get my hair done. Like, I don't do those things. Now, when I was living in Montgomery when I was in college, you know, I had, I had natural hair up until I got to college. And then I got to college, and the lady who did my hair was too far away. I didn't have a car my first year. So the easiest thing for me to do was to start getting perms because they last longer than me straightening my hair. And then the rain come by, and the shit is all poofy. So I started getting perms in, high, uh, in college. And I also started going to shops in college because I had was not familiar with doing my own hair because she had always done it. And I soon my first experience was a shit because it was too. I'm like, that y'all really sit here all day for this shit? Like this is crazy. At one point, I had a pixie cut. I didn't even have that much hair on my head. You mean to tell me I got to sit here all day for this little bit of hair that's on my head right now? Like seriously? So I went natural for a couple of reasons that that are a little bit more deep and soul sisterish but one of the top reasons was so i wouldn't have to ever sit in nobody's shop chair ever again i clip my own ends everything y'all see done with this afro i do that shit i don't go to nobody ever because i ain't got time so i i feel her frustration the gun was excessive it was too much she was a little crazy but I feel the frustration of waiting for some shit. It's like, damn, we've been here all day. I got shit to do. This was not my only thing to do today was to sit here with y'all motherfuckers and listen to y'all talk about how niggas ain't shit because that's most of the conversation that happens in salons, how niggas ain't shit. 
or how you caught your nigga cheating or how you finna go beat this bitch ass because she fucking with your nigga when you should really be beating his ass because he the one supposed to be with you not her like it's just stupid ass inane conversations that i'm just like i was glad to get under the dryer you can't hear shit under there that so i can like be at peace under the dryer because i can't hear these bitches it's talking. like a uh, it's like a show yeah it's like you say all of that but it's just like ratchet tv experience it is it's just like I'm ratchet not TV involved in, in the ratchet tv see and i'm sitting at home watching these niggas how, be how niggas. involved are you are you in those conversations i mean i gotta listen to them it's like going to a broadway of ratchet tv <laughs> you get to see motherfuckers acting that shit out right there actors and ratchetness so we, i, I got like a i got like a whole slew of clippers right <laughs> i got all kind of clippers to do my do my hair i got shavers i got clippers I like buying a new one. Like, I want some bevel trimmers mm-hmm. now. Like, that's the black-owned company that Nas is promoting and everything. And if y'all would like for us to be a... If y'all would like to be a sponsor for the show, Bevel, listening. <laughs> I see a lot of podcasts that have, are sponsored by Bevel. We're black. You have a beard. <laughs> I do have a beard. And so it would be... And I got a lot of clippers. But they expensive. Yeah. Well, the bevel clippers ain't as expensive as the ones that I use. They cost like $350. But I got a whole bunch of different shavers and clippers. And the problem is, I'm not a barber. And it's really hard for me to come on. Like, my mustache is very, very thin now. Because I kept fucking it up trying to get it to where I wanted it to be. So now it's like a pencil-thin-ass mustache. That happens sometimes when you decide to do your own hair and don't have any formal training in doing hair. Now, I didn't even plan on talking about this. But Shea Moisture, how do you feel? We talking about natural hair. We talking about salon. We talking about barbershops. Shea Moisture, how do you feel? I got Shea Moisture in my bathroom right now. I got now. some in mine. I won't after I use it because I bought that shit, so I'm going to use it. But I, I, okay, so here's what. I have used Shea Moisture from the time I cut my hair. When I had my little itty-bitty fro, it was one of the few things that would work that would make my hair you know my hair is already curly but it would clump the curls together good so it wouldn't just look frizzy you know what i'm saying because when you have when you first cut your hair you do the big chop it's it's hard to keep your hair from just looking frizzy because it's so short uh and show you much to help me out with that so i will forever be grateful to them for that but the problem is this the reason why companies like shea moisture companies like camille rose natural the reason why they exist is because once this natural hair movement came about, there was a need for products that catered to our hair that were not on the market. Now, that's not to say I use Aussie for my hair. That's not to say you can't use these other brands, but there was nothing that was catered specifically to our hair needs. You know what I'm saying? So all of these companies sprung up out when the, the uh, natural hair little revolution started. The problem with that Shea Moisture commercial is this. The commercial moves away, I feel like, from what the original intent of that company coming to the forefront was. Because in the commercial, you got one person of color, and it's a person who obviously is of mixed race, who has a very loose texture hair. My hair texture was not represented, and people who have like a coarse hair texture were not represented in that commercial, because that was the only person of color. Then you got other people talking about their issues with their hair growing up you got a red-headed white lady like it none of the rest of and i know that they were trying to be inclusive my issue with that is we don't have to include white people in everything we don't question 
Do you think that they were trying to put those people in to broaden who it looks like their product can be for? Or do you think that those people actually use the products aesthetically as as black people? We just need to see that they are going to represent those hair textures that it came to the forefront from. They're going to make new product lines. They don't make products that cater to the white women's hair. White women have straight hair. All the Shea Moisture stuff is for curly, coarse, textured hair. It's not for them. Now, they make body stuff that they can use, but none of the hair stuff, unless they're going to come out with a different line of products, ain't none of that hair stuff for them. So you think this was more of a gimmick to try to expand mm-hmm. how many people they are going to seek to use Shea Moisture? Yeah. And they I can see maybe them that. using the shampoo, but like the conditioners and stuff, I feel like would be too heavy. White women's hair is not, our hair is, is a lot more coarse, it's a lot more strong. I just can't see it. Like, so no, they I don't. end up stripping, they have some shit they need. Probably so. Conditioner <laughs> probably be whooping their hair ass like the follicles. <laughs> the, you put black hair conditioner on white hair and it just be like manhandling that yep. shit. Like just. Put him in a chokehold like uh like Terry Crews on Friday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, think about the difference. White women have to wash their hair a lot more often. If we wash our hair too much, they don't want their hair to get oily. Oily hair is bad for them. We need the oils in our hair. Like, that's why you can't wash your hair every day. Because you'll wash out the oils and your shit going to break off. So, I I just don't understand this idea that we have to include them in everything, especially when they so reluctant to include us in shit. Like I feel like we should be able to have some shit that's just but ours. You're right, but but you speaking for the culture, you're not speaking for the business of Shea Moisture. Like they are business mom, they made those decisions. They did, and I'm not saying they should have because in trying to achieve accumulating a wider base, it looked like they minimized their main base they because there's a lot of people that's like. They alienated the people, the original people that got them to where they could do some fuck shit like this, to where they they got they can get some national attention and because you know what, before this shit, Shea Monster didn't really have no commercials. I think maybe I've seen like one other Shea Monster commercial ever, but you see fucking Pantene commercials all the time. You see, I'll see moist commercials all the time. Herbal essence. You see herbal essence commercials on, on TV all the time. Orgasms because you, you watch do your not hair. see commercials for most of these black products. So, Shea Moisture. In order for them to do that, they basically sold out. Now, from a business standpoint, I get it, but I don't know how that's going to work out in the end because if you alienate the 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 uh, top part of your base. We are the mo- the people that buy your shit. Even if you, like, white people are like, oh, look at the Shea Moisture stuff, and they go buy it. If all the black people that were supporting you stop buying your shit, it's going to be a problem. I don't think that this going to weigh out. I don't. I think you're going to take a hit from it. And then they, like, came out with this little punk-ass apology talking about they didn't realize that they were going to be, if they weren't trying to be offensive and all of this shit after the backlash. But it's like... There was Camille Rose Naturals hasn't done that. Now again, does that mean that Camille Rose Naturals may never get a commercial on TV? Sure, but they don't need a commercial because guess what? Every fucking person that is natural that talk to somebody else natural, Miss Jessie's Camille Rose Natural, like it gonna be them same names that's gonna come up. We pass that around amongst ourselves. We don't need the commercials, 
And so they don't have to worry about that. Shea Moisture wanted to expand their brand, and they decided to go and do this fuck-ass commercial, and all they did was it alienated the people who had been supporting them before. So, and I hate that because I really like that Curl Enhancing Smoothie. It works really well for my hair, but other shit work well, too. And because I had a YouTube channel, companies send me stuff, and I'm always trying stuff so that I have stuff in my video, so I don't have to use the Shea Moisture. So, and I'm, I'm not. I'm going to use what I got, and I'm just not going to buy anymore well, somebody like me i'm waiting for shea moisture to go half price and then i'm going to continue oh, yeah. using shea moisture because <laughs> look i got a paula dean cutting board when paula dean did whole racist oh bullshit, yeah that shit i got went to sucked. walmart i saw a 70 percent off section i saw a big magical looking cutting board and i went to go check out and the girls up front said how dare you buy paula and walmart employees by the way which ain't really odd for Walmart employees to talk <laughs> shit to you while you checking out. But they were like, how you gonna buy Paula Dean, you know, cutting board after she done, we know she be saying the N word and she be talking about black people like that. Cut this shit is 70% off and it's a wonderful cutting board, I was bitch. like, listen. <laughs> one, she didn't refer to me as a nigga. And number two, the best thing a racist Paula Dean can do for me is get me a discounted cutting board <laughs> which she did <laughs> thanks paula dean <laughs> you know your yeah. fucking products have been heavily discounted like i feel like that's a slap in the face to her yeah and shea moisture is gonna be that way like and i hate that because i'm sure their products work for and it's hard look anybody who natural know finding what work you can watch all the youtube videos in the world Somebody here can look the same as yours and not be the same as yours. So they telling you all of this shit that they use and you use it and you like, what the fuck? So it is so hard to find stuff that work for your hair. And when you find stuff that work, you want to hold on to that. Then you got a company that go out here and basically show you its middle finger. And now you back to score one trying to figure out what the fuck it is you're going to use on your hair from week to week. But... And I mean, you can, I'm sure there'll be people who will just be like, shit, this the only thing that keep this head looking right. So I don't support what they did, but I support my hair looking good. And I'm not going to be upset with anybody that do that because I get it because I know how hard it is to find stuff that works for your hair type. But I think that I have the luxury of a lot of different stuff works for my hair. And it's not, it's not that difficult for me to find things that, you know, give me my little curly fro. So... I am going to stop using Shea Moisture because I think it was a fuck-ass move. Especially when you know we got all of these issues with colorism and in that, the natural hair world of, of good hair and all of this shit. Now you're going to have this mixed bitch in the commercial and no other black folks. <laughs> like, for the people who have 4C hair that have really coarse hair, that's a slap in the face to them. They're not even represented in your commercial. It's fucked up. You're going to have a mixed... Like the good hair mixed girl, because not all mixed women or mixed people have good hair. Some of them don't win the hair lottery, <laughs> but you know, you didn't even have good representation. Even if you were going to expand or whatever, you could have had better representation for your own in the commercial. You like just wiped us out basically and was like, here's this mixed girl. That should be enough. <laughs> when most of the people who use your product had on look like hers. Because my hair showed its head on. It ain't loose like that. My hair is curly, but it's little tight ringlets. It ain't no wavy shit like the mixed girl hair. I know as a culture, we don't really discern this in a lot of different contexts when it comes to being wronged as a culture. Somehow we don't discern this, but 
there's a lot of companies that are ignorant to this stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of corp companies and people that just don't know or understand. And it's I'm pretty sure some out there that know or understand and just choose to go that route. I mean, I'm not sure if it should make a difference because let's say these companies that come out and apologize, they really didn't know, and now they get it. They read Twitter, mm-hmm. they read think pieces, they read articles, they watch videos, and now they get it. You know what I'm saying? Is should that still be an indictment on that person or on that group? What what Shea Moisture products do you use? I don't even know. I can't tell you. There's a story of like the company and the beginnings of it. There's nothing about that story that would make me feel like they don't know. When you build your company based off the fact that we don't have representation, when you build your company based off the fact that we don't have people that like make products specifically for us, you do know that that's going to be a problem for you to put a bunch of white bitches in your commercial and not have no representation for us. That's what you built your whole name off of. They do know. What done happened, we'll tell you exactly <laughs> what happened, okay? Shea Moisture, the Shea Moisture CEO, that they walk in the room like Jeffrey Jofar with the line on their head, <laughs> with dreads hanging down, with the blackest of black kids, with dashiki. <laughs> and they said, this is a company that we've grown for these reasons. and But they leave the marketing division over to Todd and Becky. And that, look, if you look up the marketing division for Shea Moisture, it's a bunch of white women. I kid you fucking not. It is a bunch of white women. Because that was another thing that was going around. is like, how you ain't got no representation in the fucking room that's making the decisions for this? How you get a commercial like this? Because you didn't even hire representation in the room. You don't have people in the room. Of course they're going to put a bunch of white bitches in there so they, they feel represented. The fuck? Yeah, they're going to do that. <laughs> like, most of their marketing You got a white. whole bunch of people in the room that don't even need Shea Butter in their hair to make decisions <laughs> about fucking Shea that Butter. If they put Shea... They can't use Shea Butter to make their hair oily. They ain't going to put that heavy shit in their hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, they know. if When you get a chance, when it's on every product that they have, they little story of how they came to be and how it started off with these old women cooking, making the shit in the... They know that this is not a situation in which they had no idea. They know. Because when your whole company is built off of represent, representing us and giving people products that they can use, then you don't put a bunch of white bitches in the commercial that you get. Like, you just don't do that. You don't because you're gonna alienate people which you've done well for my beard i use scotch porter is this it's a black owned company mm-hmm. that is like a shampoo a conditioner a build balm and a build protectorant and this is the first time i've really gotten into caring for my beard mm-hmm. usually i just wake up brush it it start looking crazy at some point and i cut it but like since i've been taking care of it it's more pleasant yeah more days than not it tell me don't don't do the whole process of washing until five minutes i mean five days in mm-hmm. but like at day three i'm looking rough <laughs> on my beard so i gotta do something but i mean if y'all for the for natural women if if you're looking for another black owned hair product company there are there's a list going around like i said camille rose naturals is amazing their stuff is a little pricey but I've used the uh, curl maker, I think is what it's called, and it works amazing. It's just expensive as fuck. Um, 
curls i think is black owned as i am maybe black owned like there's a list going around so if you are wanting to jump ship from shea moisture there are other black owned companies that you can support through buying their products and the products work really good so yeah um hey if you're listening to the show and you're looking for some products to try you should go to phoenixdeeprooted.com it's uh uh brand that was started by a friend i know she is a chemist and a stylist so like she has the unique perspective of knowing how hair works have worked with a bunch of different grades of hair and she also knows the science behind what helps your hair mm-hmm. uh go to phoenixdeeprooted.com and check that out i put up some links and stuff another black owned business for you yeah. to support so it doesn't have to be shea Morrison. that's all i'm saying there are a lot of other black uh, hair product companies out there that have amazing products. So, okay, Lavar Ball. Have you ever heard of him? No. He is the father of Lonzo Ball and two other balls. You know, they the balls. Two other balls. Yeah, his kids, other kids, the balls. That's so funny that they're the balls and they came from his balls. And they play ball. And they play ball. A lot All of the balls. balls going All on. The balls. All the balls. But. Lonzo Ball plays for UCLA, played for UCLA, and he's going into the. He was drafted by a team, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't really do sports. Me this is just a segue <laughs> into something else, so bear with me if you're a sports person. Yeah. So his son played for UCLA. He's been so controversial. The dad, not the dad. The he's been yeah. out here like just going on ESPN, Sports Center. Making comments that he shouldn't be making. He that, that dad that be at the Little League game talking shit to the coach and the one that had to get ejected from the game. Like, nigga, shut up. Get out. You're out. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I don't think that's – I don't think it's to that degree. I think You don't that, think so? No, I think he has injected himself in places he shouldn't be. He, like, go to the school and start talking with the principal about sports, even though he was just there to fill out a fucking permission slip <laughs> and start talking shit about the school because of sports. Like – he going to Sports Center and saying shit like, back in my heyday, I would kill Michael Jordan one-on-one. Sir. Which he was an athlete, but that's a comparison that you can't really make. No. Uh, he got into a beef with LeBron James because he said something about LeBron James' kids. And LeBron James was like, look, keep my kids out your mouth. He said something like, you know, his kids ain't going to be good because, you know, they're going to have to live in the shadow of their daddy or something what like that. What kind of bullshit is that to say about somebody's kids? See, that's, you trying to get your ass kicked. You don't talk about folks' children. And so... Another thing is that UCLA, the colors that the team had, he wouldn't he would wear their colors, but he would wear it with his own brand, baller brand. He never wore anything that said UCLA on it. Anytime he went to the games, he wore their colors, but he had his own brand that he was promoting. So his son, after being drafted, this is the current controversy, after being drafted, Nike, Adidas, all of the people that would normally give a, a new draft a, a shoe deal. They pulled out. They said, we're not going to give him a shoe deal because the daddy was like, we're not looking for just a shoe deal. We're looking for a co-branding partnership. He's a new draft pick, my fucker. You ain't got pool yet to be doing that. Like you don't. Your son don't got that yet. And he was trying to promote his own brand through that. He was like, look, we just want y'all to help our brand build up or whatever. So clearly that didn't work. So his son is probably going to be the first rookie to go into the NBA without a shoe deal because of his dad. Lord, I hope I ain't that kind of parent. But that's what I was going to go into. So he has three sons. All three of his sons are probably going to go to the NBA. 
because they can ball. They can play. He was an athlete. He was an athlete himself. You know, I don't know how far he went. But the question becomes, he's been painted as, like, they talk a lot of shit about him in the media because of all of this little extra stuff he's doing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the dialogue I've heard is, why everybody, you know, focusing on the bullshit, he's a good father. Is he, though? They never talk about, you know, when a black man is, you know, a good father, they never talk about Where, that part. Where's the evidence that he's being a good father? I because don't know. it sounds like he's being a shitty father to me. I mean, we don't have the evidence to know if he's a I'll shitty say father. It, well, like, you fucking up deals and shit for him. You you trying to make the city. It's not up to you. It's his shoe deal. He's the motherfucker that's out right now bouncing this ball around that bounced it around good enough for him to get drafted and to have these offers. And then here you come in running your flap and fuck it to shit. Well, it's possible to be a good father and a drama queen, you know? But I suspect that the kids have been are Push. so used to them him micromanaging yeah. their life and that it ain't them. no big deal to them. Yeah. But I, I don't what think is the odd, what are the odds that you got three sons and all three of them are gonna be playing pro ball? Um, I think he just worked the shit out of her. I'm I'm sure I mean he I think did. that's just that might be the only so not saying that this is necessarily a bad thing, but the it was best way, Michael. You see what it did for the Jacksons, for the parents to be heavily involved and to work them and push them. So, well, the best way to, from my perspective, as part professional, as part motherfucker that used to be a kid, <laughs> <laughs> the best way to get somebody that is a young person that's following you to enjoy something is to show them that you enjoy it. Now, I don't know if that's the case with him. Because it's different. If daddy just went and shot ball every single day and had them come out and shoot with him and he was showing them that they really enjoy it, you know, with work ethic, but he also worked with them, Mm -hmm. that's different than if he's standing on the sideline with a fucking lawn chair saying, do them dribbles. You missed that layup. Those are two different type of parents. And we don't know which route he took to making those boys what they are, but considering how much he's micromanaging them, it looks more like to me that he's probably been the one that's a little bit been more aggressive and assertive and this is what y'all are going to do yeah type situation but the question still becomes like what qualifies a good father because from the people that saying why they're not talking about the fact that he's a good father is kind of just representing that he's supposed to be a good father because he's there and let me tell you some shit about that I have a lot to say about that <laughs> because I have had arguments with people about this whole two parent home. The better it depends on the fucking parents in the home. Just because you have two parents in the household does not mean that you're going to be better off, that you're going to learn, you know, have a better time. No, I don't think just being there makes you a good father because you can be there and you could be a child molester, but you've been taking care of their whole life. You could be there and you could have all kind of substance abuse problems and be fucking like you could be there and be fucking up. You just being there is not you being a good parent. It takes more than that to be a good parent. Your presence is not enough. But on the flip side, well, I guess not on the flip side, but you can also be a good parent and that good parenting is overshadowed by a lot of other bullshit that you do or participate yep. in or say yep. or act out. Like, mm-hmm. 
it can overshadow you being a good parent. Let's say because the position he's put himself in is mm -hmm. he could be the best father in the world. But the fact that he done got out here and shown his arrogance and, and shown the world that he feels like his opinion and voice is way bigger than the big picture and that his desire to, you know, put his brand out there is bigger than his boys being able to craft their own path and make their own decision. It's overshadowed the possibility that he might be the best fucking dad in the world. Yeah. It's overshadowed that mm -hmm. all of that comes into play. You can't just isolate well, he's a good dad. So that's all you should be talking about when he's putting a lot of stuff out here in the media to make himself look a lot more like just the arrogant micromanaging and controlling man who care more about his agenda than he does about his kids being able to craft their own path. Mm -hmm. And it's turning a lot of people away from from the balls. Like, colleges are going to be real hesitant to say, yeah. you know, Look at who I mean, we got to deal with, with this that. daddy. Yep. The boys can play, but this damn daddy, though. Because that's what comes along with them playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, <sighs> not only that, but I think both of his sons, one that's in college and one that's in high school, have scored like an 80 to 90 point game. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, I think that comes with like a lot, lack of team. Oh, team yeah. play yeah which daddy has very little team play as it pertains to his sons Absolutely. but see that get into a bunch of other shit like parental entitlement this this shit that i the term that i use to mean parents who just think that their kids belong to them and can do whatever the fuck they want because they belong to them and mm -hmm. treat them how they want and shit like i don't like that concept but i think it starts to get off go over into that realm I don't know. So social justice bay. Let's talk about Jesse Williams. Um, Jesse Williams, Grey's Anatomy. Yep. Jesse Williams has become beloved by many, not only because of Grey's Anatomy, which I don't watch, but also because of the social justice stuff that, and the speeches that he's been making here of late. And everybody was all excited because he was married to a sister. And not only a sister, but a sister with natural hair. So people were excited, excited. Well, it came out this week, he is divorcing his sister with natural hair and mother of his two kids. Now, you know, maybe shit didn't work out. And people are still going to be upset about it. But I think why people are more upset is because the rumor is that he was doing like voiceover for some game. I think it was. And Minka Kelly was also, who's been attached to, um, what, A-Rod? Aaron Rodriguez? Is that A-Rod? Let's go with it. She dated him for a while. White lady. Minka Kelly's white. She's a bunch of Irish and some other white versions of white but she's white so now he's being attached to her and people are all in their feelings because they feel like i know i said this earlier and you were like he's social justice but people felt like he was pro-black and now he's chasing after this white girl not he is half white he is black and white he's half black half white so him chasing after a white woman is just him you know chasing that's a after perceptual issue of people out here thinking he pro-black and anti-white because you could be yeah. pro-black and not anti-white uh -huh. but there's a lot of people out here that's pro-black thinking that it means anti-white this man mama is white his his mother is indeed white yeah why is it odd that he's dating a white woman it's not odd that he's dating i think that it's just different to see somebody who has such a 
a strong vocal opinion about social justice and black people's rights to be dating a white person and not just dating a white person but potentially leaving a black woman for a white woman i think is where a lot of the well, issue see, comes from too like it ain't like he was just with the white woman he leaving now i don't know why they divorced she his white his black wife could have been a bitch i don't know she'd be a terrible person mm. well see I, I think that that comes with the narrow-minded way of looking at it because he just might be leaving a bad relationship for a better relationship yeah like because of or how he has created himself and painted himself. Yeah. We want to look at it like he leaving a black woman for a white woman. But look, that's this man's life. I mean, is he supposed to stay in a, a relationship he don't want to be in to be with a black woman? No. Or should he, if that is a bad relationship, is he, should he have to leave that relationship and go to a black woman just because? Well, I feel like, I mean, I think he's getting more scrutinized because he is Jesse Williams. But I feel like anytime a famous black man leaves they white, uh, black wife or like somebody white women get mad about it, black women get mad about it. Like I don't, I feel like, again, it's probably, they're probably more so mad because he's Jesse Williams. But I feel like that's, they feel a little bitter or not bad. Let me not use bitter. They, they a little angry regardless of who the celebrity is if that is the the way that it goes well that's like my entertainment theory jesse williams is likely to be around damn 90 percent white women yep. and 10 percent black women mm -hmm. like he would have to seek his out black women was, his wife wasn't even in the entertainment industry she was like i forgot what she like a teacher she's not in the entertainment industry at all his wife his ain't no telling what soon she to is. be ex-wife is ain't no telling what she is but and he don't want to pay her no spousal support He's asking the courts to deny spousal support for her. Hmm. I wonder why. Shit, maybe maybe he leaving her for a fucking reason. He might be. I don't, don't know. know. I have no but idea. Like, I just, I'm just kind of frustrated with black people entitlement. Like, we feel like when people start supporting us, we somehow own them. They somehow belong to us. And if they do something that we don't agree with or approve of, here we are busting down their doors. You know what well, I'm saying? I mean, it's the same way that Serena Williams is getting all of this hate because she's pregnant by a white man. I mean, that's that's man shit. What is Wait, wait, wait. What does that mean? It's man. That's the mansplaining if I've ever known. What is man shit? What does that mean? That's more misogyny. <laughs> That's more sexism. That's more men feeling like they have fucking ownership over women. That's like a different context. I mean, it's, I guess it's a different context with the same concept that I'm talking about. Yeah, because you're saying black people feel like they own Jesse Williams or black women specifically feel like they own Jesse Not Williams. Not necessarily because is because Jesse Williams shit, a lot of his hatred come from the fact that he has been put on a pro-black platform. Mm-hmm. And he's moving to white shit. So that involves men and women. When it comes to Serena and that white man, black women ain't fucking pissed. I could care less. To be exactly. Honest. Black women ain't mad about that <laughs> shit. That is man shit. That's men, black men out here thinking that even though they talk shit about Serena and say she look like a man, I don't think black men black don't, don't say do black men think she's that amazing that yeah. they're white folks but but she didn't date black men lots of them in a hand work that or no nah, i won't say lots because that sounds bad she didn't date a couple and it hasn't worked out. but it, but black men will be okay with anything a black woman like serena williams does until they date a white white man <laughs> and women don't care women be like go on and get him girl you can't find no black man out here girl go and get him girl do what but you see, gotta do black men be like how dare this woman 
go date a white man. That's the masters, kids. Kids, 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 kids. kids. <laughs> How dare she? Like, that's different shit. You know what I'm saying? It's rooted in different shit, but it looked kind of the same, except it's everybody. It ain't just women that's mad. It's men who done listen to Jesse Williams talking about pro-black shit that's going to a white woman, and they don't agree with that shit. Like, yeah. So it's like more far-reaching than Serena Williams thing. But... I don't know, man. His wife. She uh Go ahead. What is she? I ain't say she, she got some unflattering pictures. <laughs> she ain't she ain't ugly. I mean, okay. I but will she say, got it like if you go to Google, her 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 nice picture rate is about thirty percent. When I first saw his wife, I was surprised because looking at him, I would have thought he would have been with somebody more attractive. That's not to say that she's not attractive. She's just not the level of attractive that I thought he would have like drawn. Minka Kelly is, I would have been, now Minka Kelly don't surprise me. His wife kind of did. She ain't like a She's an acquired taste too. Minka? But not like, nah, his wife. But not like uh, Van Jones and Brussels sprouts. More like uh more like uh, cauliflower. I eat cauliflower. Yeah, don't nobody really have no problem with cauliflower. Yeah. If you put it with broccoli, you'll eat it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Nobody just hate it, but it ain't like nobody going rushing to get the shit either. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah. Either way, I mean, he gonna do what he gonna do, and they, you know, the courts are gonna do what they got. So he can he can request that she not get spousal support. Um. But more than likely, she gotta agree with that shit, and she ain't gonna agree with that um, unless she the one that messed up. We'll see. I guess we'll see how it go, how what happens. He's it's just because he the one who wants the divorce. It's him getting the divorce, not her. So he's the one that started the process, not her. But you know, another point that we need to take as people is that we are all people. We all make mistakes and. Our platforms don't always have to be tarnished because of the other mistakes that we make as humans. I mean, we gonna fuck up. Yeah, I mean, unless you making like R. Kelly level mistakes. I mean, if you if you pro black and you got a good message and you out here raping kids, then fuck no. <laughs> Take your ass on somewhere. Go. We don't need you speaking for us. You know what I'm saying? No. But like, shit, it's so many people out here having relationship issues yeah. that this is just a relationship issue. You know, mm-hmm. and I just don't think, I don't know. It's a real hard position to be in. Like, it's hard to know where the line is between when your actions negate how much we should value you and your message. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. If it turns out that he been fucking women his whole relationship, you know, and don't give a damn, you didn't give a damn about his wife, but his main message is focused on oppression, you know, because he ain't pro-black. He's pro-social justice. And so I assume that also means, you know, the oppression of women, which if you're cheating on your woman, <laughs> you ain't doing nothing participating in that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're participating in the fact that he's a man, he's probably the breadwinner, and he can do whatever he want on his own. That would, just, that would be the case if it turns out that he was doing some bullshit yeah. in the relationship to lead up to this. Yes, we'll find out with time. Yep. So... That's all I got. You got anything else on your mind? I do not. Hey, Wendy, Wendy's, whoever run Wendy's account, 
They like uh, they are savage. <laughs> Wendy's has really picked up steam online because of how she been. Whoever it shit. is, whoever it is, is keep responding yeah. to shit, especially oh, yeah, these seen, other restaurants, yeah, like I've destroying them. Tweets. And on Imgur, the website I go to to look for people, like, like they've been drawing like animations of Wendy like fucking everybody else up <laughs> the whole time. So if you go like the Imgur and put in a M I G U R and put in like Wendy's, it's just showing a lot of different people drawing her and drawing her with the Colonel and that is her roasting uh ronald mcdonald it's just a whole bunch of shit man it's but these if you can get these days if you can get like people have become so outspoken about like tv and commercials and things on twitter if you can get your you can get a good campaign people will follow you yeah if on the flip side though if you put out a commercial that's fucked up and don't include people that need to be included people in it, will f- not fuck with you no more and you will know it that yep. moment <laughs> you ain't gotta wait you ain't gotta wait to see no projections you will go to fucking twitter Shea right Marcia now was t- trending on twitter for like two days because of that fucking commercial everything like all you gotta do is go to trending to see yeah. what the fuck's going on for the day that what i always do go to trending just to see and i saw shay morrison and i was like what the fuck shay morrison did i bet you was hurt i was because i just had just bought a oh. new i just bought a new jar <laughs> a fresh jar but that's okay. Man, if you need to get rid of some of your shampoos and conditioners. I done bought that shit. Now I'm going <laughs> to use it. <laughs> we don't waste. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Um, well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.